Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for the 26th of March, 2023. Flyers coming off a third straight win. Points in their last five. They get a 3-0 shutout from Carter Hart. And uh, they continue playing good and very fundamental hockey. They won this game with good structure and good fundamental play. We'll talk more about that as we kind of go through the goals in this game. But Hart picks up the shutout. It's his second shutout of the season, fourth of his career. And when you look at Carter Hart's season, he has played in 51 games this season. He has a record of 21-21-10. He's got a... 292 goals against average and a 907 save percentage. At least the 907 was prior to yesterday's 3 0 shutout. So maybe 908 or 909 at this point. And when you look at his season really under a microscope, I talk about in the NHL all the time the race to four goals. The team that gets to four goals first wins on most nights in the NHL. Getting to four goals is a significant number. The average goals. Scored per game is about three and a half a game. So if you can keep a team at three or under and you win the race to four, then obviously that's a great recipe for success. So here's Carter's numbers on games where he's given up three goals in that game, two goals in a game, one goal in a game, and zero goals in a game. He's given up a three, three goals 13 times this season. So 13 games, he's given up three goals. Nine times, he's given up two goals, only two in a game. Uh, Only one goal in a game, also nine times. Again, of 51 appearances, nine times, he's only given up a goal. And then, obviously, two shutouts as well. So when you look at under two goals per game, so to give up two or less, that is 20 of his 51 games, he hasn't given up more than two goals in a game. And 33 games out of 51, he's given up three or less. That is giving your team a chance to win. And I was talking to some people at the game yesterday, and you could see early in the game that he, again, was really dialed in. There was an early Detroit power play in the game, and I think it was David Perron who had the shot. Flyers kind of overloaded on the one side of the ice. So if they're looking from the Flyers net out, the right side of the ice. And Perron's on the other side all by himself. And they managed to get the puck after a board battle, wheel it over to Perron for a one-time shot. And Hart is there literally waiting on the shot. It's a cross-ice pass one-timer, and he's there waiting on the shot. There read the play so easily, too, that he not only got across to be square to the shooter, but he also took a little bit of ice and made himself even bigger ate the puck right into the logo. You could see that early in the game that he was dialed in. In the third period, there was a giveaway, and a Detroit player comes right on in on Hart, basically a mini breakaway with a bomb of a shot. Hart makes an unbelievable splits glove save. Put a little flair into it as well. That's when you know he's feeling good too. A little bit of snap to it. And then just an unbelievable sequence of saves Later, when the game was 2-0 in that period, he makes the initial low pad save, then back across with a right pad save, and then as is sprawling out, there's a wide open net, and somehow he contorts his body and gets his head almost, gets his glove almost behind his head by his ear hole, 
and is able to knock the puck down as the shooter shoots it through the legs of Ivan Provorov in tight, and then Hart covers and makes the save. Simply elegant performance of goaltending from Carter Hart in that game. And, you know, the other thing is, well, some people say, well, we'll trade him. You can get a lot for him. First of all, I don't think you get great returns in goalie trades. He is only 24 years of age. He'll be 25 coming up on August 13th. And you look at some of the other top goalies, especially in the Metropolitan Division. You look at the Vesna winner last year, Igor Shosturkin. There's this notion that he's a young goalie like Carter Hart in his prime, early, young, been around, not been around very long. But it's actually not the case. Both he and Ilya Sorokin, who's having a great year for the Islanders, actually are 27 years old. They're not 24. They came over after many years of playing in the Continental Hockey League to the NHL. So by our recollection, they're young players. But in reality, they're three years older than Carter Hart. So he is way ahead of the curve, and he's got so so many great years ahead of him. Again, I guess I'm making the case here. Don't trade Carter Hart. (laughs) He's a really good goalie, and he can handle what's going on. Now, talking about some of the fundamentals. We were talking before the game, and I said to somebody, Tim Duncan, I think I said it to Brian Smith on the pregame show, uh, or Noah Cates is the Flyers' Tim Duncan from the San Antonio Spurs, the big fundamental. Not Tim Duncan was not a flashy NBA basketball player. He was just an extremely effective NBA basketball player. He was a great one. He's a Hall of Famer. but And I'm not saying Cates is that. But Cates, like Tim Duncan does all the little things right in his game. And again, he picks up a point in this one. He was really good in the game as well, taking on top-line center duties with the the task to mitigate the offense of the opposition by shutting them down as much as you can or at least keeping them under control. And then also, in, in this situation, without a lot of depth on the Flyers team right now, and some injuries obviously play into that, and a lack of talent, he's also being relied upon to generate offense. So mitigated at one end, but not let the fact that your number one task at hand is to prevent the other team from scoring, but not let that affect your ability for your line to score. So he's just, he he's having an unbelievable year. I know his numbers are not eye-popping, but boy, he does a lot of little things really well. Flyers open the scoring in the second period when Kiefer Bellows picks up his third of the season. And look, the knock on Kiefer Bellows is he's not a great skater. He's got a great shot. He can finish. But at the NHL level, can he get there? And that's a huge question mark still. But the reason why I call this game the fundamental game is because of how that goal and then the next goal were scored. So the the Kiefer Bellows goal, he is back well inside his zone. And Cam York decides to take the man, leaving the puck there for Kiefer Bellows. So Kiefer Bellows starts the play out of the zone up the ice. He starts the breakout, and he gets a pass up to Scott Lawton, who goes in on a two-on-one with Owen Tippett. But Bellows, after he makes that pass, now he is basically two zones away. The puck is in the offensive zone, and he's just crossing the Flyers, their own blue line. But he doesn't just lollygag his way to the zone. He gets on it, and he drives as hard as he can to get into the offensive zone And you do that for a reason, because you don't just assume that that two-on-one is going to end up in the back of the net. You do that because you never know when you can become part of the options to score. So by him busting it and going to the net, 
after Lawton and Tippett fail to score on the two-on-one, there's loose change there. Kiefer Bellows plops it right into the net, and he's got a goal. He starts the breakout, gets on it, and gets into the zone, and then eventually gets the payoff by getting the goal. It's the same thing the other way when it comes to back-checking. Because, you know, you back-check hard no matter what. You may seem way out of the play from where the puck is and and where that action is happening, but you never know when a player is going to curl up and then all of a sudden you can create the back pressure that breaks up a scoring chance by simply not skating hard back, not skating, you know, hard to the net or to defend your net. You're just taking yourself out of the play. It's a very fundamental play, but one that does not happen all the time. So good on Kiefer Bellows. uh, Tippett and Lawton pick up the assist. Flyers go up 1-0. The Scott Lawton goal, basically the same thing here. Now, in the, on this goal, Rasmus Ristolainen makes a nice pass on the zone exit to get it up to Lawton. He's now going in on it, which started out as a one-on-one, but turned into a two-on-one because, again, another very fundamental play, Joel Farabee is just busting it up the ice to make it a pseudo two-on-one. And he's driving far post on the left side, and Scott Lawton's going down the right side of the ice. And because Farabee becomes an option— a, couple, a bunch of things happen. Number one, the defenseman now has to position himself in the lane and give up a little bit of real estate to Lawton, who's the puck carrier, to then make the option of the shot even more pronounced. And it's going to be hard for that defenseman to get a stick in there, get his shin pads in front of it, and disrupt the shot that way. Number two, Nedeljkovic, the goaltender for Detroit, now has to, out of his peripheral vision, Start weighing the options of Farabee coming down. Okay, Farabee's coming down. Uh, my right side is the goaltender, the left side of the ice. He's a left-hand shot. These are all the things that are computing as, as this play is developing for Nedeljkovic. And then Lawton reading that fundamentally, looking right at Farabee the whole way from basically just inside the blue line to when he released that shot just around the dot, looking at him selling it to the goaltender, that I'm passing it to him. And because he does that, Nedeljkovic eventually defaults low so he can get a good load and push to come over and try and take away the bottom third on a one-time opportunity from Farabee off the two-on-one pass. And when he does that, Lawton sees he defaults low, and he goes high glove. And he hits a perfect shot. Lawton never even looked at straight at the net to tip off where his eyes were going. He was looking at Farabee the whole way, and picked his spot out of the peripheral vision, and went high glove and beat him. Tremendous play. Again, great fundamental hockey. Then eventually in the third period, 1841, Tyson Forster picked up the empty netter, and for that, he gets sent down to the Phantoms. Now, (laughs) uh, Tyson Forster and Igor Zamula go back to the Phantoms. That was in the plan all along. They'll be playing probably this afternoon for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, Uh, but those two get sent back down. Flyers get a 3-0 win. Very good win. Very well played. They get outshot in the game, thirty or twenty nine to twenty two, and you know he saw plays set plays off faceoffs too. The play, the Lawton goal, is a set play off the draw in the D zone, because the Flyers are performing much better in faceoffs. They didn't win the battle here. They twenty nine faceoff wins for Detroit, twenty seven for the Flyers, but in certain parts of the ice, you see them putting on plays, and they're doing it in their D zone as well, knowing they can win a draw, and if they do win possession and read it right away. You get right up the ice 
and get on your horse and start to create opportunity. And that's what the Flyers have done. So let's hear from the head coach, John Tortorella. He addressed the media after the 3 nothing win, and here's what he had to say. We got some practice. Um, much better concept uh, as far as killing, as far as being aggressive. I think we've talked about that here the past few nights. Is as far as our penalty killing, that's been a sore spot. Uh, I think Shawzi made a nice adjustment with it, and it was a very important part of today's game. Just not chasing, chasing more, not letting them get set up. Uh, we've changed our penalty killing this year. It's too, there's too much information to go over now, but just to have an attitude of not letting them set up. And uh, for a while, we just relied on blocking shots and staying in lanes and not putting them under pressure. I think, uh, I think we moved in unison and pressure all day long killing penalties. Yeah, Pep, Pep Lemieux is getting some work there. He had Frosty there a little bit. Uh, used Tip. Tip takes a shot off his foot. I've been trying to keep him away from it a little bit. Um, yeah, and Beezer's back in it. He was out for a while. So, again, we got plenty of practice today. Big picture a lot, like developing through winning. You guys have points in your last five games. Do you feel like the young players are starting to feed off of winning and developing in that environment? Yeah, we, we, I, you can see I'm using the young players in a lot of situations, and uh, uh, it, it's not a, any type of criticism or on the older guys. I, I want to use the young guys in these situations and uh, protecting a lead, all that stuff, and they continue to get reps and. Uh, uh, just going to keep on trying to play and trying to find them some spots. Carter admitted a, a few months ago that last season he felt like by the end of the year he maybe let the struggles of the team get to him and affect his play negatively. How have you seen his ability to, to not let that happen this time around this year? Yeah, I, I didn't know, uh, you know, I, I wasn't with him the prior year, but I've said it to you guys all year long about him. I just think he's in a, uh, a little bit of a zone as far as his preparation and an uh, area after games, win or lose, good or bad, that he just stays within himself. Uh, uh, you can sense that about him, uh, the way he carries himself. That, that's what I look at in a goalie, not the technical part, but how he carries himself, how he, how he carries himself with his teammates. He hasn't skipped a beat this year. I, I think he's, uh, he's been really good that way and uh, has kept his consistency. He's had some you know, some really good games and some struggles, but it, it, he never changes how he goes about his business. It's really important. You mentioned you wanted to ease up on Scott Lawton's workload, and since then he's had three, three goals in three games. Does he look lighter to you since he's had a bit of rest? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'll have to watch the tape. You got a little. You got a few more minutes tonight because we had to kill more penalties. Uh, uh, yeah, he. You know, you just like his feistiness. You know, you know, at center ice, I think it's a little bit of a payback because where he got hit in the corner, and uh, he's an easy guy to follow behind for some of our guys. Uh, but in the situation we're in, uh, and what I've done to him, uh, I'm I'm going to stay with this a little bit. Uh, uh, may change when if players are sent down, this, that, the other thing, uh, but. This is a good spot for him. If I can get him those, you know, 13, 14, 15 minutes, that's good enough for him right now.
he's not going to be happy about it, but th that's going to be good enough for him. Obviously, got the empty netter at the end of the game. I know the plan for him is to go back down. To He's down. Playoff, but should we, this, is, this is it. He's down. Zamula's down. Already been talked to. You uh, mentioned Jeff Frost having a little bit of some penalties today. Also had a sequence start in the D zone. He had a transition rush. Is that one of the other things you'd like to see more consistency from Morgan? Out of Frosty? Thought, I thought he played a good game today. Yeah, he, he, he is uh, – he's played – more of a 200-foot game, and, um, and and he's going to have to do that if if he wants to uh, be in the mix. He needs to play a 200-foot game, and uh, um, I, and I don't think asking him to play 200 feet should affect his offense. So again, he's a a lot of questions on Frosty here, uh, but he uh, he continues to grow, and we're going to keep on watching him. How do you? Oh, I didn't. I didn't even talk to him about the penalties. No, I. I that isn't a negative thing for me. Uh, I, I. I haven't even thought of it that way. I, I think he has played really good, and uh, that's how we keep their motivation. Telling them how well they're playing, and he has. It's still there. You know, you could see the first shift of the game, grabs the puck and goes. Uh, uh, played better. I, I thought he did uh, some good things closing out people defensively and killing plays. Um, I think he's improved. And so we'll just keep on going with him. All right, there he is, Flyers head coach John Tortorella addressing the media after the Flyers 3-0 win over the Detroit Red Wings. Flyers will wrap up the homestand. Six games in now. Uh, they'll wrap up the homestand coming up on Tuesday night against La Habitante. The Montreal Canadiens uh, will be in town on Tuesday. Then the Flyers will head to Ottawa to take on the Sens on Thursday. And then they'll return home to take on Buffalo Saturday and to Pittsburgh for their last four-game road trip of the season. Pittsburgh, St. Louis, Dallas, and the Islanders. Then back home for two against Boston and Columbus. And they'll wrap up the season coming up on the 13th against the Chicago Blackhawks. So uh, that's a good win yesterday. Uh, one where... It was very fundamental, and those are good things to see. That means to me that coaching is working. All right, everybody, enjoy your Sunday. We'll talk to you tomorrow on a brand-new Flyers Day. Out.